We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. We are back, everybody, starting off the third half of the program. If you want to join the conversation, we have some phone lines open. It is a great time, and I appreciate your patience listening to our guest. I'm just fascinated. I think from today and then listening to Joy and talking to y'all between the uh, during the breaks, it really does bother me how much... You know, we're warned of all this stuff. Go back to Pat Buchanan. Go back to, you know, I call, I said Preacher Krusty Crust. Um, and, and all these folks, men and women, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, were saying, don't do this. This is just the start. It will not end here. And the left rolled in and the media rolled in. And, and frankly, a bunch of people on our side rolled in and were like, don't be so dumb, Scott Beeson. You're such a prude. It's, no, it will never. Every single time, it ends up being where those people said it was going to go. Whether it's uh, the LGBTQ activity uh, you know, we, we blew right through gay marriage. Remember, gay marriage was going to be the last thing. That was equality. Oh, Scott Beeson, do you who you love? Who you want to love? Blah, blah, blah. It'll be the end. It's, you know, it's all over with. I had I had news talk people just chewing me out, arguments with them. And then here we are. We're on the brink of pedophilia. Yeah, it's Karolinsky yeah. tactics, by the way. Using your freedom and liberty against you. Against you. And we should have known when right. what used to be hidden in back alleys and, and red light districts started right. being paraded down Main Street. Yes. Yeah, now it, it went, it went down Main Street and went right to your school. Right. Mm -hmm. Right to your elementary school. Library. So now we're surprised. And and it's yeah. just fascinating that this is this has happened to us and and we're still paralyzed. Our side, our worldview folks are still paralyzed about fighting back. And, and don't you think that our side, if they happen to be church folks, now listen, I say this with like parentheses around this or mm -hmm. a caveat, because U.S. News and World Report listed us as tied with Mississippi for being the most churched state in the country. Mm -hmm. We list ourselves as the most Christian. The most red state. The most red state. So we are saying by 86%, yes, we are Christian, mm -hmm. but we don't act like it. And we have this worldview that tells us on one side we get the victory, but on the other side we live like, well, all hell's going to break loose, and so we can't do anything. Right. So we betray what we say we believe in by our actions, which is, eh, let them do whatever they want. But weren't we taught, I, I think people on the conservative side were taught that to expect any values um, would be wrong. To, to impose values on oh, society yes. would be wrong. And my question has been, well, is there not a place where we can go? Where people who believe in just traditional family values, people can say it's prudish or puritanical or whatever. Is there a place? Do we have a right as a people to even go to a small town and say, okay, in our small town, we're not going to teach this crazy sex ed stuff. We're, we're, we're going to, you know, maybe we have the Ten Commandments on the walls at the schools. I know we can do that now. Took a big old fight. I got it. But we're going to, you know, have more traditional, old school 
do we not have a right to have that? Do we have a right to religious liberty in a town? Can we can we have just one town? And then the argument will be, can we have just one state where we don't have to do everything that the Marxists, the leftists, the liberals, whoever want us to do? Don't we have a right to have that kind of town? Can't I have a town? Can't I live in a town that doesn't have this in the library, that doesn't have this in the schools, that doesn't teach all this new age, you know, pagan stuff? Do we have that right or do we not? I guess we don't. I mean, because the left gets to have whatever town they can they can drop in the middle of Smallville, USA and demand their rights. And the courts are there. The lawyers are there. The federal government's there going all the rest of you people in in I don't we'll, we'll say Smallville, Nebraska. You got you have to let them be themselves. If we didn't have activist judges, I think we could. But that's what, like, everything's stacked against us. Like, you were talking about the January 6th guy that was just put in prison for 22 years. And he wasn't I mean, even at the Capitol. Yeah, I mean, it's so stupid. So we know, I think in theory, yes, we could. And then the left would be like, well, we're going to go set up our own satanic town. Mm-hmm. And I'm for uh, that. I guess they'd have to be able to set but, up a satanic town. Well, they have one. It's called California. It's called uh, San and Francisco. we have Alabama. Yeah. And, and why do we always, why are we taught that our worldview doesn't deserve its own place. But we we aren't we we are told that but we don't have to listen. The problem is people are listening. Mm-hmm. And my next Facebook post is going to just rock the world, but here it is. If men, if the churches and men of America were doing their jobs, mm-hmm. moms wouldn't have to be on the front line of this culture war. I'm so tired of fighting the fights. If we had men and churches with some gumballs, mm-hmm. we could fight this. And we have every constitutional right to do it, but we're mm-hmm. choosing not to. Mm-hmm. And think about this, speaking of men. But, we've, listen- told men, but we've told men for years, I, I'm going to defend the men. We've told men for years, and, and when women have told men for years, not y'all, but women have told men for years, sit down, shut up, y'all have messed it up, it's terrible, it's horrible. We had, uh, you know, uh, Ward and June Cleaver, y'all's world was leave it to beaver, and we want a new world. But why do you listen? Because as a Christian man, you know that that is not God's design. Right. You are designed to lead. So, and so yeah. you... And protect. And protect. And that's what the men in the churches should be doing, and they're not. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to the women that are telling you that, because it's a lie straight from the pit of hell. It is not the way God designed, and Ab, sorry, I keep interrupting. Two books. Uh, Nancy Piercy's Toxic Masculinity. You made a post that Eric Kahn had interviewed Nancy Piercy. Absolutely phenomenal read. Giving the history an explanation as to why we are here. We were once a family united, working together. Oh, shocker. Women Mm -hmm. worked alongside their husband. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm really sick of having these should women work. Mm-hmm. Debate. That's not even a debate. That's like not the issue. Everybody worked. Everybody Just where worked. You worked. But her work was taken out of the home when we mm-hmm. sent it to the factory. Can, okay. can, can I so, put one thing in here? You know how we say everything has to do with labor and cheap labor, et cetera, et cetera. Is there not a chance that the whole concept of, hey, ladies, go join the workforce, you'll be mm-hmm. liberated? was just to keep wages down. Now, I'm being serious. Imagine, they're looking out at the whole population, half the population of the country, they're like, you know, we're having to start to pay this husband extra because I don't have enough workers. 
What if we convince the other half of the population and it keeps everybody down? Here's the deal. So canning, dairy, weaving, whatever you want to say, they did it together as a couple. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. They were paid for their work side by side. Mm -hmm. So when it left, when industry left the home and went to the factory, the men went with it. And so that was where that separation came in. We're facing the repercussions of that to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if that was a way to get cheap labor. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. I think the lack of a gold-backed dollar also really affected things when inflation went up and you no longer could afford goods and services that we once could. That is when I listened to a great episode of Red Pilled America um, a couple months back talking about the lack of the gold-backed dollar. That really changed culture. So we have a couple things along the way, along with wicked attitudes saying, women, get out of your home. Do your thing. You don't need a man to chain you down. Like, terrible feminist advice. But that advice came from the Frankfurt School, and that Frankfurt School was born out of Marxism. So if you trace it back, and if you want to go back 100 years earlier, then you go back to the French Revolution. All the way back up here, though, right here today, right now. The second thing is not only what I recommend reading Nancy Piercy's book, Mm -hmm. Toxic Masculinity. The second thing, though, that I would remind our folks of is I heard Glenn Beck from 10 years ago say that it was 56 men, 56 that started America, that signed the declaration, 56. Mm-hmm. If we had 56 people again who were willing to fight for and keep it, we'd be in a different place. But it's working. This is the thing. And I've been listening to James Lindsay a lot. And mm-hmm. Abs, you always talk about sand in the gears, and that's from James Lindsay. We are throwing so much sand in the gears of the left and their march. It is grinding them down. I mean, look, if y'all haven't seen Kay Ivey, who you know, I'm not the biggest fan, Mm -hmm. but man, she came out strong against Nancy Pack, Mm -hmm. who is the head of the Alabama public library system, okay, who is, I mean, just a pawn, a puppet of the ALA and the self-proclaimed Emily Drabinsky, uh, Marxist lesbian, who says she's going to fundamentally change America through the library system. Okay, so Nancy Pack, who heads up our library system. She's going to fundamentally transform America well, through the library system? I'll read system? you her quote, but oh it's basically, goodness. you know, Obama's thing. It's like climate change and class warfare and all these things. And we're going to use the public goods of the libraries to change all these issues, social justice. Anyway, Kay Ivey read her her rights and launched basically an investigation into Nancy Pack because Nancy uh, was instrumental in getting the Madison County and the Pratt, or um, what was the other one? Uh, Foley? I can't remember. There were two of them that... Oh, the events? Yes, that were shut down. Not Hartzell, but anyway. She made calls to those library directors, Nancy Pack did, and shut down the Kirk Cameron Brave Uh books Uh reading to her, which is a Christian book, okay? So Nancy Pack is just a total... I mean, she is she is the problem of what's going on in America. And Kay Ivey just sent her a letter. There's an article in 1819, you can read it, demanding answers from her. And Nancy Pack's <laughs> response is hysterical. Um, I can't wait. It is so lame 
it's funny. So the governor is basically saying, I need to know what your role was. This is unacceptable. Our libraries are instrumental. It should not be a place for all this political whatever. Right. Okay. Nancy Pack's initial response to Governor Ivey's letter. This is on the Alabama Public Library System website. Mm. I would like to express my gratitude for Governor Ivey's thoughtful and considerate concern regarding the environment in Alabama public libraries, particularly with regard to materials available to family and children. I fully understand the importance of public libraries as vital community resources that facilitate learning, blah, blah, blah. She goes on to just talk about how great the libraries are. The intrinsic value of Alabama public libraries to its citizen cannot be overstated. They are more than just buildings filled with books. They are dynamic, inclusive, and essential institutions to empower and unite our communities. Anyway, it's a bunch of gobbledygook. It's a bunch of just, I'm not going to answer any of the questions that she asked. I'm not going to fess up to anything. I'm not going to address any of the concerns. I'm just going to try and placate the governor because I was caught. Mm-hmm. And oh crap, mm. they're on to me. And I don't want to lose my cushy job. So we are doing something. And, I'll, have, hi, and I'll hide behind the library. I'll hide behind. Because everybody loves the library. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say, I totally agree, Governor Ivany. You know, like, we should all unite. We love our libraries. Instead of addressing the fact that she is a Marxist, just propagandist activist that is heading up our public library system. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my point is, we are making headway. We are grinding them down slowly but surely. But the three of us can't do it on our own. Right. So, like, hello, people. I don't know. Go well, do more, something. More and more people are getting active. We got a, we have a lot of these moms who are getting, and they're worn down, too. But but they're they're the reasons we know so much about what's going on at these mm-hmm. libraries. The reason that things went before the Prattville City Council is, is a group of moms. And you have the, the Auburn thing, the Foley thing, et cetera. Well, one thing before the break, I did not even know that this was a thing, but it's apparently part of Kay Ivey's questions about the American Library Association policies and the Alabama Public Library Service has adopted it. That they have a library bill of rights? Yes, and it's all from the American Library Association. It is a bunch of crap. It allows children to use library resources, quote, privately and confidentially. For so the, the love so of all these this books good. that they're putting out there for little kids to see Part of the child's rights is that they get to see those books privately and confidentially. So what are they protecting? Are they a doctor's office now? And that's like, subscribing to that Bill of Rights is like me writing up a Bill of Rights and telling all schools to adhere to it. It's dumb. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Mark Twain once said, this goes with what Allison was saying. Sky found this. In the beginning of a change, the patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned. When his cause succeeds, the timid join him, for then it costs nothing to be a patriot. I think some of our leaders in the state of Alabama, Abs was asking it, you know, why can't, why is it so hard? We were talking about changing the requirements for sex ed to what Tennessee has, which would stop some of this madness that is in our schools. Other states around us are doing it, have done it. We seem to be asleep at the wheel. But this is one of those things that it'd take, you know, maybe the legislature would do it just like snap. But they just, she was asking, why is it so difficult here? And I really do believe that part of the time it's difficult to do what is right in Alabama because we are... 
Golly, like a battered spouse when it comes to the press, when it comes to mm. the national yeah. news. And we are so afraid that we're going to look like right-wing Christian Puritan rubes that we don't want to do things. Mm. That we don't, don't want to do what's right because we're so afraid that somebody will say we're backward. Ah, again, it doesn't matter. Do what is right and the rest of it, rest of everybody can go to heck. I don't really care. And I, look, I know it's from my spiritual, I, I know it. But if God says this, I want us as a state to stand there. And here's the thing, regardless of the religious part, the things that we are for, traditional values, have proven themselves to work. It creates great societies, great cities, great towns, great neighborhoods, strong families. So we're just saying, do the things that work. We know what works. Do them. I, I apologize to anyone who's, who has a problem with it coming from what God says. But just, even if you think it's all made up, <laughs> they figured it out over hundreds of years, and it was a really good system. What? It just dawned on me that no matter what we do, I mean, they already think that we're backwards. The Speaker of the House in Alabama, his nickname is Banjo. Okay, so like, <laughs> who cares? Because they already think we're screwed up. So Why just, don't we just own it? Just own it and be like, yeah. It's kind of like, I am going to start saying I am a domestic terrorist. I go to school board <laughs> meetings. You're right. Well, right. just just before we go to the call, I just have a quick question. And I and we can talk about this on the other side or even tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But do we not realize for all the people who are out there cowering in fear, just chattering their teeth in the corner going, oh my goodness, I'm so afraid. Do we not understand that the reason the Marxists have to completely dismantle everything is because the power of the gospel and the power of the truth right. wins every time? Amen. And so they must shrink it to nothingness. They must shred it, dismantle it, destroy it, set it on fire, and yet it still comes back. Do we not understand by their response to any hint of the gospel? Mm -hmm. that they that we understand the power of it. Right. Absolutely. Why don't we act that way? Because we're weenies. I don't know. I, I, we, we need to change our state Chris says dummy heads. We're dummy heads. We're dummy heads. Instead of we dare defend our rights, we... We, we hope you'll like us. We mean. hope you'll like us. That's what we need to do. We hope you'll like us. That's the new state motto. Let's go to Urban Eye. Urban Eye, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Good morning, Beeson and Ladies of Liberty. Good How are morning. you, Urban Eye? It's good to hear your voice. I just, uh, I just want to let you know everything you said. You know, the last hour or so, you've been correct. Uh, I love your fire, but I still keep having flashback of blue laws and witch burnings in the 1600s. Hey, Urban uh, I, I asked you, though, what, what if those people were witches, like real witches, like practicing the dark arts? What if they really were? Because, you know, I was taught when I was little there's no such thing as witches, and now I open the news, and they're, like, running for office and stuff. <laughs> you know, a funny episode of a sitcom called Bewitched. And when yes. she went back then, and I promise you, they wouldn't mess with her again. <laughs> um, I got you, brother. If, they hey, were look, really, if, we, if we do the blue laws, you can come over to my house. We'll barbecue. Okay, okay. But anyway, I agree with you. I just, I, I got to know how far you're going to go. And when it starts going too far, will you put the same veracity behind doing what's right and following the Constitution? Uh, I yes. tell you what, look, if Urban I, if you will agree to make me dictator, okay. I will keep you on as an advisor 
and if I start getting too too far too crazy, you you will be the voice in my ear that'll that'll pull me back. <laughs> this is awesome. Right. Yeah, I could understand you, but I'm pretty sure I probably agree. But uh. But no, seriously. Oh, seriously. I mean, I think you. We're right that we're behind. I don't think we're a hundred years behind. I think knowing that their game is up, it's just a matter of us now passing the word out to the general population. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a lot of things, Urban. I, I I don't think we're at any risk of going too far to the right. It's like my pastor was saying the other day about churches in America. You know, we're not really at risk right now of getting way too fundamental. <laughs> I mean, if we just got the ship upright, we would be, we'd have to go a long way. So we're probably not at risk of going too far back the other way. You know, I use some of my military background with some of these third world countries, and I think about the library thing. Um, I think we could go too far with the library Maybe. I, I think, but, you know, if you want to buy a book, if you want to buy one of these books, Urbanite, or any of these, um, you know, Karens out there want to buy one of these, uh, Amazon will bring it to their house, like, tomorrow. And the this, this group, Clean Up Alabama, is not asking for the books to be removed from the library. They're actually just asking for them to be put in a special section or a section where the parent would have to check them out with the child. So it's not a book burning. It's not a. It's not taking okay. them away. Okay, and now that I, I hear that, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Right, because you know I would burn them every night. But does, does the general public know that? That we're just yeah. talking about moving to another section of the library. Right. I don't know, Urban We'll work on that. Thanks, buddy. Jason, Miss Love, Jesse, we see you out there. We'll get right to you. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. In case I forgot, which I probably did because we were so worked up. Go check out 1819news.com, which is news you can support because they tell us the good things that's happening in the state of Alabama. They tell us the bad things that are happening in the state of Alabama. They celebrate the good, the true, the beautiful. It's nonprofit journalism, unbiased, and they really are breaking news that, that for years we just haven't known about all these things. And we're finding out that, hey, maybe things aren't as uh, Mayberry-esque in our state as we thought they were, which is good for us. Because you can't fight the dragons that you don't know are there. Mm. And that's what we're working on. And 1819news.com is doing a great job of bringing that. So go, go consider supporting what they do. disorder. Yes, ma'am. Right now. Awesome. <laughs> I actually have something to add to that little uh, really? blurb. Okay. Yeah. What? This is why I love 1819 News, and it's not just because I work with them. But like this morning, if you get the newsletter, mm -hmm. um, every morning at 530, the newsletter comes, and it's like the top headlines. So one of the headlines was, did Governor Ivey make a mistake? And, or, you know, something about Governor Ivey blaming the unvaxxed yes. for COVID-19. Right underneath it, Okay, so that's kind of a hit at Governor Ivey. Like, mm -hmm. come on. Mm -hmm. Right underneath it is praising Governor Ivey for, you know, not praising, but just like shining a light on like, hey, Governor Ivey's doing good things. She's calling out, you know, what's going on in the libraries. And I'm like, that is balanced journalism because right. 
we're, we're not beholden to any person. We're going to bring mm-hmm. you the stories, good or bad, about mm-hmm. whoever we're writing about. And so that is something that I think is Yeah, very that's what rare. I think elected officials ought to appreciate. I know they don't because they want everything to be glowing about them. Right. But if, if something's going right, the news story is about whatever. Yep. If something's going wrong, the news story is still about whatever. Yep. You, you let everybody else decide instead of one of these, well, that's our person or this is not our person. We'll bash them all the time or we'll praise them all the time. It's it's a balanced approach. Yep. If you're doing something good, yay for you. If you're doing right. something bad, yeah. eh, maybe not so much. I mean, we're still yep. waiting to give out some Ram, Rammy Awards. we got to start the Rammy again. It has, but we're... We're still know. waiting. Like perhaps this KIV step in the right direction. Not been a lot of nominees. No, there have not. Let's go to Jason. Jason, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? We're doing fantastic, brother. How are you? Well, man, I got a question. Okay. I've been listening for a little while this morning, and my question is: I I came in when you were talking about having. I don't know, want to have this own, your own little town where you could... Uh, I was just asking, do, do people have a right? And the reason I do that, I probably need to give you the story, Jason, is that I think about the pilgrims, okay? So much of our country was founded on people seeking religious liberty. They, they, they had to leave Europe. They came, they set up their own little town, their own little settlement. And then I think about what would happen to the poor pilgrims if the United States government was around when the pilgrims were there. They would sue the pilgrims until they had to sell their little buckled shoes to pay the legal bills because the pilgrims would not be tolerant enough for our new modern society. So I, so I just, that's where that comes from. I'm asking, is there a place where people who believe in traditional values can have their own town or their own space or their whatever and not be harassed constantly by the left with the backing of the government and some of the court system? So I just wanted to make sure you got all that. Is that the same type of harassment that seemingly you would be in favor of keeping on people regarding books in a library? Now, now what I don't understand is no one is saying that if you want to get these books, and, and by the way, if you can see some of the pictures that I'm not seeing, I'm just hearing the description of the, la- the ladies who looked at them, um, you can buy those books today and you can subject your own children to those books today. The argument is hey, these ought not be bought and made available to children in the library, paid for by the taxpayers. Um, that's just not necessary. There's there's hundreds of thousands and thousands of other books. I don't... Are there taxpayers that don't have a problem with those books? There may be some taxpayers that don't have a problem with those books. But do, do you but do you believe Jason in any sort of community standards? And, and let me ask you this: Have you have you seen what is in these books? Because I can only describe so much on the public airways, and and it, it literally probably whatever you're thinking, it is worse. I, I'll I'll say three. One, I'm not sure what books you're talking about. However, I I when I was in school. I'll put it this way. Mm-hmm. They would literally separate us into different rooms mm-hmm. and show us real life pictures of STIs. 
None of, of, us, of, of, of diseases? Yes, of, of, of the anatomy. We could open encyclopedias and see naked people, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, all that. Like, like I don't... I, the issue is, so for me in my experience, when I've gone to the library and I've taken the children I love to the library, yes, they check out books on my name. I see okay. the books they check out. Okay. When I was in school... We took field trips to the library because the internet didn't exist yet. Right. And you need a book. Now, that doesn't happen. So typically, the only way your child is going to go to the actual public library is if you take them. Now, my, take my library, them, Jason, wait, wait, wait. My library okay. in my town is almost directly across the street from the elementary school. So okay. little, little kids can easily walk to the library spend the afternoon at the library and wait on mom to pick her up, pick him up. They do that time, as a matter of fact. So okay. You come out, come out of the ball when people, the kids go there, they go mm -hmm. sit down in the kids' section and do their homework and wait on their ride. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so I'm not saying the kids can't enter into the library, but I'm saying the, the reliance on the library is not what it used to be when you and I were in school. No, that's true. I would agree. However, you you have to you have to determine what your basic principle is. If your basic principle is freedom, which is, I would say that's what you believe in, if you are are basing everything on the Constitution, then now let me let me let me ask a question, Jason. And look, I'm not arguing with you, but the founding generation, the founding fathers, and this was a long, and we've lost it, okay? Because I was not aware of this. There were two different words. One was called liberty. And mm -hmm. liberty was the freedom to do what is right. And then there was this word that was lost. And I used, to, I used to have this in speeches because we don't even know what this word is anymore. The other word was licentiousness. And that was the freedom to do what was wrong. And yes. somewhere, somewhere along the line, we gave up morality. We gave up community standards. And we decided that freedom in America was the ability to, to be licentious. Mm -hmm. and, and, and somehow that has convinced us, all of us, I even did it too at one time, we will defend licentiousness because we thought that was freedom. The founding generation never thought that. And I think that's where we kind of miss it. We really were never designed, and it doesn't work, to, to use our freedom for things that are wrong. And the debate has to be about what is really wrong. We can't be fighting each other over the right to do immoral things. That's where we kind of lose it. Jason. It also depends on who's defining right and wrong. Oh, I agree. You got to have a standard. This is such a good conversation, and I really wish we had more time. We'll have to do it again. But, Jason, can you give Sky either an email address or a telephone number so that I can send you something that's out of these books so we're just on, on the same page, at least what we're talking about? Yeah. That'd be sure. great, Jason. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, okay, do thanks. that, and then Sky will get it to us. I'm not looking at it. Just calls. <laughs> I'm I, sending I it to Sky. I won't be able to forget it. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Amy Beth Shavers here. Allison Sinclair. Sky is also here. We do not have a lot of time. My goodness gracious, somebody may end up having to have a rain check for tomorrow. But let's get out there to P.I. and Ivy, who usually gives us an insight into what's going on in the executive branch of our state. P.I. and welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm taking my update. 
You know, I showed the governor our, our uh, documentary about me and the Colombian neighbor have been filming. Remember, we went on a on a rampage to get into the undercover occult doing with the children's books. And what we have discovered is we get another L in our acronym every time we go, and we made it all the way to the top. And we are dealing with the lucicious, liberal, left-leaning, Luciferian, lesbian librarians. Oh, this is so good. And let me tell you, if you look at the persons you've been talking about today and take into consideration what I'm about to tell you, it will help you for all future reference. And remember, Quentin Tarantino's thinking about using our documentary to base a movie on. <laughs> Everyone who is a politician that has L's in their names are going to discourage you the most. And let's remember, we talked about Laura Lee and Ledbetter today. There's a bit of information. Look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, P.I. Did anybody write that down? Because that was awesome. That was it, it, quadruple L. It was seven. We're up, to, we're up to seven L's. Seven L's. It is, uh, it is the septel. The septel. So I'm going to have to go back and listen. Yeah, That's I think funny. It's, I think it's seven L's. And so people with mm. L's in their last name are to be watched. Poison, I agree. agree. What would we do without poison? Well, I mean, we get, we get insights into what the governor's office is doing. A, a P, private investigator. P. Eisen Ivy. Let's go out to, um, let's go to Clark. Clark, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, Scott. How you hey, doing Clark. today? There is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. There it is. So, we need to go back and look at Jocelyn Elder when you mm. talk about teaching kindergarten to masturbate and such. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I tend to try to, for, to forget her. Who is that? I don't even know who that is. Oh, well, so Jocelyn was Bill Clinton's Surgeon General from 93 to 94. Okay. They had a relationship from Arkansas. That's probably why Bill picked her. Uh, she was the first African-American to hold that position and the second woman. Okay. So, hey, I guess that makes her the first African-American woman to hold that position, too. There you go. <laughs> but uh, that's not why she was picked. She was picked to advance the agenda. Mm-hmm. And at every turn, the whole Marxist destroy societal norms thing was getting pushed. Uh, legalize all drugs. Uh, all manner of sexual perversions have to be okay. And finally, Jocelyn went and did it, and she said we needed to teach the little five-year-olds in kindergarten to go fiddle with themselves in the corner so they won't get pregnant. And Bill slapped his hand to his head and made a face, and Jocelyn was fired. Now, we have what? We have the benefit of hindsight. She was not fired because she said that. She was fired because of when she said that. It was too early. That's right. And the whole thing just gives us an insight into how they advance the agenda how far they're willing to wait, et cetera, et cetera. Joy was right this morning. You know, we're not 25 years behind the curve. We're not 100 years behind the curve. We're about 130 or 40 years behind the curve. 1880s, they started sending it over here. But, yeah, just take a minute, Scott, and look at her, and then think about the way things are going today. And we need to look back and study on her 
so we can figure out where we're headed in the future. Oh, well, Clark, you're not making me feel any better, but I uh, appreciate Sunshine you, brother. Sunshine and roses. Yes. Thank you. Great, great call. On. Thanks, Mark. Shiny Jesus. Oh, I got it saved. She got it saved. Welcome oh. back into the program, everybody. We are on. Sorry. Know. Wait, are we doing Listen, a radio show? I want everybody to know that we have the best time in between the what show. Are, and we have a great time on the show. Scott, when are you going to bring your cameras? What a blessing. Well, you know, it'll... Are it'll, you it, that it will, nervous? No, it will change, y'all. It will be changed. Scott, why would we change? This camera ready may not. Allison will die. No, she will not. <laughs> that is just, not People true. always act differently when there's a camera on. Like me, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I've, already, Scott, I've set myself on fire before. I'm burnt to a crisp. It doesn't matter. I can be... I I'll can be my ugly self. Y'all will try to act it. more professional. No, we will not. Y'all be really stiff. And well, the if you go ahead and put there. up the camera, you know this is exactly, it. my wonder twin is saying exactly what's in my brain. I transmitted it from uh -huh, my brain uh -huh, over to her. Uh -huh. Just put them up, and then that way we get used to seeing them, and then we forget they're there. Okay. You know, that. Joey runs uh, his show, video streams it every day. Yeah, has Joey we never know. looked in a mirror? No. <laughs> He looks cool no with comment. his hat and his bowlers and all the cool now, things. Now, his, his yesterday, you know, at the end of the show, as we change out, it's always we've got a live show going on all day, and it's very mm -hmm. hectic and change out. So yesterday, you see, I know you, behind the scenes, y'all see Joey running around. He comes his, in the back. Yep. blackout curtains and his cameras and his mind, everything hooked up. And you may have noticed I kind of went to pieces there about uh, three minutes before the end of the show. Eddie Bader mm -hmm. came in and started taking off his clothes. Okay. Really? And what? I, I thought I was in real danger. I didn't know what his attention was. <laughs> so, uh, it's like sometimes it's Obama good to have cameras right. just for evidence. Uh, we're right. gonna do if we do them. We're gonna we're not doing live live, are we? Because y'all yes. If you do live live, it'll be even worse. Stop. I see. I was thinking video, and then y'all. Here's the plan. Cut it, edit it, and put out no. the parts you want. Nobody wants no. that fake Scott. reality TV. We're okay. going to just go ahead and put cameras up there mm -hmm. so we forget about them. Mm -hmm. So that when we finally do mm -hmm. turn them on one day, mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell mm -hmm. you when they're turned on. Mm. But what we'd really like to do is like a Facebook Live one day a week. Really? Okay. Something like that. We're not going to change. And if y'all come in all... We are, proper, look at us. I'm going to be like, look no. Look at uh, us. What y'all are going to do is forget to turn it off, and the show between the show is going to go out. Oh, no. No, no. Well, <laughs> I will not be responsible for Talk about FCC violations. Yes, However, you have some, some wonderful assets to do video, much better oh, yeah, than Eddie man. and Joey. Yes, so. I know. Why was tough. Eddie taking his clothes off? Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. He just glossed outside. over that one. It, it, it turned out that um, Joey was laughing at him because he had his shirt on inside out. Oh. I did not know any of this. All I saw was Eddie looking at me and started taking his clothes He off. should have just said what Allison tells us when she comes in with her shirt on inside out. She's like, no, I bought this from Fufu Shack. That's fashionable. And it's man. made that way. And I'm like, just because a bunch of little foreigners sold your shirts backwards and then they sold it to you for more money does not make it highbrow. It just makes me un-American. Listen. Oh, we promised Ed yesterday we'd get to him, and he is back. A friend of the program, a long-time listener. Ed from Columbiana, how are you, Ed? Man, I didn't know I was being fashionable. I, I sometimes put my shirt on the wrong side out, too. <laughs> you are a fashion icon, Ed. You are so I, I, progressive I, 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 in the head. I did it quite accidental. <laughs> so accidental fashionable. Uh -huh. But anyway... 
that's not why I call, obviously. But the uh, I didn't I didn't get to my joke the other day. I'll say it real quick. Y'all were talking about okay. the labor unions and so forth. Yes, sir. I can just see it now. UFO pilots go on strike for better pay. UFO pods. I think it's funny, Ed. I'm just not sure. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it would have been more in context the other day. I do. I do. Was, I predicted it was going to have no effect today. <laughs> it was a uh, yeah. It was one of those hand grenade, but it's not going to go off. Yeah, that's the top problem with one line humor. If you don't hit it at the timing just right, it, it messes it up. I better one liners than jokes anyway. But anyway. Uh, now, the reason I called, and I'll be, I'll be brief because I do want to make a comment about the game this week. Yes. I, I, uh, on the war situation, I kind of tuned out for a while, and uh, but I've turned it back in, and, and uh, NATO is doing something else that I think is provocative. They're actually, where, where people have fled Ukraine, especially the young men, they're actually recruiting women now to go be cannon fodder in the war against Russia. Absolutely. It's equality. It's 2023, Ed. We should send all the men, women, and children into the line of fire. But some of the NATO countries are decided, well, we're going to route their ear, their men, their able-bodied men to fight. We're going to send them back to Ukraine to die for Zelensky and NATO's war. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there. This, this is beyond absurd. And I guess like it. And on top of that, the next day I heard another report where the generals in Russia are seeing that nuclear war with the, the West is now inevitable. Nuclear yeah, they war. came Not out yesterday and war. said that. The Russians said that yesterday. The Russians said. Russian generals a couple of days ago. It was, in, it was on redacted a couple. I think day before yesterday. Oh, you keep forgetting. Memory serves. Memory serves me. And. Uh, you know, I check. I test all things when the weather's redacted or anybody else. But on, on this one, you know, Putin's been warning. He wasn't going to put up with proxy war nonsense from the beginning. And so it, it's clearly beyond proxy status now. And, and in fact, it's almost like we're in denial if we think World War Three hasn't started already. And I'm just saying we've got to get to communicate to our politicians. It's time to sue for peace. It's time to end this nonsense. This recklessness, and any politician that still supports this war, there's no way we should vote for him in the fall. And that includes Gary Palmer, who personally mm -hmm. I probably like, but I cannot support him as long as he's pro-war. No matter how much I might agree with him on other issues, this is a, this is a deal breaker for me. Because frankly, we have to be still alive to fight for pro-life. We got to still be alive to fight all these other social concerns we conservative Christians have. We've got to still be alive. And this is a suicide mission. This mm -hmm. is this is uh, a Holocaust waiting to happen. And if we do this volitionally, do do it volitionally and foolishly, if we just support them, I mean, I was hoping the Republicans would be a counterbalance against Biden in this. They've just gone right along with Biden's war to the point that they own it too. The neocons yeah, and the right. Republican Party own it. And uh, the the bottom line, I. Uh, Oh, well, to switch to more important things, Alabama's got to beat Texas. You got they that do. right. They do. I'm with you. I did mean, you see that Texas is putting the band and all of your all's fans in the upper deck? That's what they did last year. That's what Alabama did to them. No. Yeah, Texas way. did to Alabama. Texas did it to us last year, so we're sending them to the same, we're giving them the same treatment they gave us. That's right. Okay. So I'm for that, but... 
some of the Alabama fans are saying it seems petty. Which oh, I think for the is, love. That's exactly. Oh. It's so now petty. Now we're back to political, aren't we? No, it is this so is petty. So Scott, I get you. So, Scott, you're saying all fair love and war in football? Yes. Yes. And volleyball. <laughs> they do that in basketball, too, by the way. Different well, I conferences. Remember, I remember when I was a young fella, uh, 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 I go to church on Sunday Baptist boy an RA basketball team probably around that time or maybe a little bit the after. Royal Ambassadors yes and, and so I remember we I got a shock in my life we sold programs to uh, buy tickets to get into the game to see Alabama play Ole Miss back was an Archie Manning was a quarterback and Whoa. Scott Hunter won the game but Archie stole the show mm-hmm. and uh, but anyway it was I was quite aghast and amazed at one of the cheers from Ole Miss fans and Alabama fans were wishing the other people into the nether regions. I've been taught by fire and brimstone uh, preachers, you want to avoid that. You don't wish that on your worst enemy. But apparently, according in the world of football, <laughs> telling the other person where to go is perfectly appropriate, apparently. I'm, yeah. I'm for that. But at the end of the game, if you win, you beat the nether regions out of them. When you do uh, Remember you know, hammer cheer. Right. Oh, Remember oh, jammer. Right. Now, where, what chapter verse is that lesson on sanctification? Uh, yes, it's uh, Isaiah 78, 12. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> and, and, and this is the King James only, you tell me? Yes, or Geneva. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Roll uh, tide, uh, brother. Anyway, catechism according to Scott. We got, we got to do better. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Thanks. See you, man. God bless you. So, he's awesome. Real quick, Newsweek does have a story. Brendan Cole, mm-hmm. Russian t- Russian state TV threatens nuclear strike on U.S. I mean, it's it's coming. If why they, would they not? Because here's the Russian. Yeah. In the Russian point of view, they're like, we're not losing. These people from the West want us destroyed. They want to destroy our country, destroy our culture, which we've said. We've we have we have basically said that to them, mm-hmm. and if you and if you look what they do to everybody else that that, that that they beat, they don't exist if they lose to the United States. So when they say it's an ex- existential threat, they fully believe it, and I think it's true. So they're not going to lose and go out whimpering. They're going to go out with a bang if we happen to win. And here's the problem: NATO can't win, apparently. Yeah. So what what does NATO do? Now you got these little countries like Poland, not really, oh, we're going to get involved. I'm like, no, y'all don't want any of that smoke either. We definitely don't want it. And I agree with Ed. Any of our politicians who can't give this up, you know, they need to hear the, the, the wisdom that says, do not send my sons or my daughters to go fight the Russians over Ukraine or some, you know, some screwed up mess in Europe. And they're giving their continent away anyway. They've let all these people from all the rest of the world come in there. They're destroying France. They're destroying Germany. All this stuff. They're in disarray. What are we going to send our kids to go die for? And I don't really care if it, you know, messes up the power, stability. It's going to show that we're weak. We can't show that we're any more weak than what we did in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. We've already showed the world that we can't just win with our equipment. It has to be our men and women. So, look, Ukraine's a loss. We started it. We as the United States started this conflict with Russia. Oh no, Russia invaded Ukraine. They were sovereign. That's a bunch of BS for people who are uneducated, who don't know the history, and don't realize. You know what those people are? They're the people who 
don't understand when you're, you know, two high school boys or college boys or girls, and there's the kid who's just run his mouth, F you, F you, F you, you, F you, F you, and he's and he's poking, he's prodding, and he's doing all this kind of stuff, and then finally he pokes you in the chest and you knock his brains out, and they're like, oh no, the other kid, he hit my son. I'm like, your son asked for it. We asked for this. We did, we ask did for it, it over and over and over. And why any of our congressmen think they ought to send my kids or y'all's kids or anybody's kids? And it'll be red state kids. Mm-hmm. It's it'll, not blue state kids. Well, and 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 here's the deal. You're right. People don't remember that history. They don't remember what we said we would not do back in what 1984. Uh, 94. 94. We said we wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. We said that. We weren't going to expand we NATO. We weren't and going we did. to expand NATO, and we did. So we lied. Mm-hmm. We don't think the way that they think also. Mm-hmm. And then my request of those, I'm, I'm not going to say it, dumb bunnies. Dummy heads? The dummy, dummy heads yeah. right. who are saying, ah, it's okay, we have to remain strong. Right. Okay, well, you know what? Not just your kids get to go first, and there are people that we have all voted for. Mm-hmm. You go first. But I, y'all are wrong. Okay. Y'all are wrong. Because Gary Palmer told me at the Shelby County uh, GOP meeting last month, Gary Palmer told me that if we only sent them like 200 million more gazillion dollars, Ukraine can win this. Which is so sweet. Did they really say we had to send more money? Oh, yeah. He totally was setting up his rationale for this vote to send them more money. Because if we just send them more money, they can win. And we have to finish what we started. Mm-hmm. Because Russia's weak. He actually said that this, what is happening has proven how weak Russia is. And I'm like, you're an idiot. I, they are trying not yes. to start World War Three. Right. They could blow us and Ukraine off the map in an instant. So whatever you're going after mm-hmm. is ridiculous and, and they wrong. only have to have, this is the thing, they only have to have a couple of their nuclear weapons get through whatever our heralded super-duper net is. Now, now let's remember that we don't seem to be able to even get our jets and helicopters to fly correctly in the last few years. There's a crash every other, every other month, right? Our and, UFOs can't even fly right. <laughs> and so they just have to get a couple through, and we as a society completely come unraveled because we can't manage... I used to be a neocon. I am not anymore. And I want to say again, you go first. We got to take a break. We see your calls. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. So the Daily Mail over there in the United Kingdom, where everything has to be correct because the way they speak. Nuclear war is the inevitable conclusion of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That is what the Russian general that Ed was referring to said. He's the guy who wrote Russia's, quote, war Bible. Retired Major General Alexander Vladimirov. This is what's funny, or not funny. He says, quote, For the transition to the use of weapons of mass destruction, which would be nuclear weapons, only one thing is needed. So all all that it takes for Russia to go nuclear is a political decision by the Supreme Commander-in-Chief, which is Vladimir Putin. That's what he was warning he said, or, um, the article says, the goals of Russia and the goals of the West are their survival and historical eternity. Quote, and this means that in the name of this, all means of armed struggle available to them will be used, including such a tool as their nuclear weapons. 
said, I'm sure that nuclear weapons will be used in this war, inevitably. And from this, neither we nor the enemy have anywhere to go. So he's, he's saying what we've been trying to say. The sooner our politicians and leadership realize this, the sooner we start to train troops and the population for this, and the more chances we will have for survival, which means victory. He's like, we need to be prepared for them to use nuclear weapons. Now, are we going to prepare? We don't prepare for diddly. We can't teach our kids how to read. What, what are we going to prepare for? Our, our blue cities are freaking crime zones. I don't know if the Russians can kill as many people as we kill each other. You're probably safer on the front than you are in some of our blue cities. But here's, here's some more from his book that was the War Bible in Russia. Listen to these quotes. See if this sounds like, now we, we know about our military, right? We have men in skirts, right? Yeah, that's we, what they're Our military on. is paying for transgender surgeries to cut parts off of men, who also it makes them unable to go fight in combat because now they have all the problems that we talked about earlier. In that song? Yes, in the song. So that's what we have in our military. We're worried about rainbow flags and all this kind of stuff. We're planning the next drag show, Scott. We're very, <laughs> what are you very busy. And this is what the Russians have from their war Bible. <laughs> if you want peace, fight until you win. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. If you want peace. Reasonable. If you want a long and strong peace, bury the hatchet. Own the territory of the enemy along with him. Hmm. That, that's a different worldview. We're we're planning drag shows and rainbow parties. The Russians are saying, bury the hatchet. Put it behind us. Just bury it in the grave of the guy you killed with the hatchet, and then you won't have to worry about him anymore. That's where the Russians are. If Gary Palmer has his way, that's going to be our children. The ones buried with the hatchet? Mm-hmm. Is this, is this the part where I say, surely, no, don't do it yet. Surely not. Surely <sighs> our surely our congressmen are not for this. Abs wants to say it. You want to say it? You want to hold? I can go to a phone call. It'll, de it'll derail uh -oh. you. Uh-oh. You're revved up. It's about to explode. I'm just going to say two things. Okay. <laughs> Number one, if you want to know some history about the situation from a completely different perspective, mm -hmm. go to Larry Taunton, my friend. I used to do some work with him. His daughter is from Ukraine. He has a great podcast uh, called This Is Why They Don't Want Children to Get Adopted. It's horrifying on very many levels. But at the end, he speaks about the war in Ukraine. Just a little bit. What does he say? Just, just enough. No, I'm going to just... Okay. How about that he doesn't have a whole lot of good to say about people who think that we should be in Ukraine? Mm -hmm. This is speaking from somebody who has traveled the world and knows exactly what he's talking about. And oh, by the way... He's a Russian history major mm. and a professor. I mean, why so should I, I trust listen. him when I could trust Congress and CNN? I mean, right? Why would you trust somebody who actually knows what they're talking about? So that's number one. So I'm just going to throw that okay, out there. That's for one. People would like to do some research. And number two. Uh-oh. Number two. I have a drum roll. If you would like to send our children, I say again, you go first. Yeah. Well, our politicians, mm. their children, when they send their children to war, they will be like Pete Bootygig and be a, what was he, a reporter or a driver or something? Wait, for Poot? It, Pete yeah, Booty Judge? Booty Judge Big, big Bootygig went to war? Yeah, he was in Iraq somewhere. 
Is he, he was, like writing he was a, he papers was another or veteran, Quote unquote, air quotes. I know. Don't, I'm gonna get, find don't it out. give me the Pete. anybody who served. I get that. I have great respect for anybody who served because you serve where you're, where mm-hmm. they send you, and they serve where you where you're needed. I get it. But politicians who run on, I I was in the military, military, then you should have done something. You know what I'm saying? But if you just say, hey, look, I was in the military, but I really want to be in office, I'm cool with that. I I will give you your props for that. But if you use it as a, I'm a man's man, vote for me, then you need to have done something. Done something. He was an intelligence officer mm-hmm. in the United States Navy Reserve. I think he was a driver. Think was a driver. Uh, he's a graduate of Harvard College, which, by the way, just won the award for the absolute worst place for free speech in mm. America. So there's that. Did he go to the same uh, Navy SEAL school or that DeSantis did? Yes. Wait, DeSantis wasn't a Navy SEAL. Was he not? He was a Jack. He was a Jack oh, officer said, in the I Navy. He tried to let and he represented. It. A SEAL team. Oh, that's what it was. So it's just yeah. a blur. It's just kind of semantics, but yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, I, I don't know, but I, I do know if anybody knows uh, Gary Palmer, send him this, uh, this segment. Let him learn a few yeah. things. Not a whole because this isn't going to well, end well. Our congressmen, this we have our congressmen like, all over the state we that, that are in our listening area, and we appreciate them. But please, for the love of God, quit it. Stop it. Stop the warmongering. Stop it. Right. Remember him and Stop Mike it. Rogers went and met with Taiwan to mm-hmm. talk about. Oh yes, that they were going to supply Taiwan. You know, and Mike Rogers sits as the head of the Armed Forces Committee. More missiles. Who, More missiles. We're going to support um, you so in Alabama. We are. Where's his donor, Mike Rogers? His donor. He's got some nice little donor that. Oh, it was the it was the it was the people who make missiles. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. Lockheed Martin. Oh, that's no, right. I, uh, forgot. I forgot about that's that. another one of those. This is a little trifling thing. Yeah, Man, that was good yeah. radio. I did. I fell for it. Nice work. Very good. Anyway, we got to get a handle on this because we're gonna all die. Let's go out to Thunder. She wants to talk about travel. Texas sunshine will be up as well. Thunder, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Oh, thank you for having me. Y'all have gone all the way around the circle, so I've got a lot to say about it. I know, and you may get time to think more because I think a break may be coming. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as a former member of the military, as a daughter of a Navy vet, as a niece of a Marine vet, as a niece of a Army vet, as the ex-wife of a Navy vet, as a mother of a Marine vet, as the aunt of an Army Special Forces vet, as the aunt of two Marine vets, don't even get me started about the military, about our so-called elected representatives who never step their foot in the water of what they throw our military. Yes, ma'am. No, no, no. I want to hear it. Stick stick with us. We got to take a break. Then Texas Sunshine will be next. We'll be back. There we go. Sky must like that song. Yes, we, it's it's, it's done growed on me. It's, it's done growed on you. I'm about to say, they don't play this on the oldies, greatest hits, classic rock station, but that's not in the playlist. Seven Nation Army. What do you call them? Walkout songs? Walkout music. I like walkout music. I like hype music. I love hype music. I just I, I don't have any, going. but I love it. When Tommy Tuberville made a um, hype video about his military holds, and he used that song. Did he use that one? Yeah. That was it a was great awesome. video, by yeah, the way. It was like, about that. You were all fired up. 
It's like, badass, man. They yeah, ra- they, um, they're ramping up the attacks on him, too. They're, what was it? The, uh, the he's sec- our dude. The Secretary of the Navy said somebody's out to, he's on the side of the communists. And I want to ask our military, at the top, not our regular guys, Can you? <laughs> how many years has it been since y'all were against the communists? I mean, I'm just he- like, for the love of Pete, really? I thought there weren't any communists. I thought that being against the communists was, ooh, you're crazy. You're Don't you love it now that they're just saying all the things they really are. that got us canceled? We have four trans generals that we need to promote, and Tommy Tuberville's stopping it because he doesn't want us using military money to kill babies. That crazy, un-American communist? I'm just like, for the love. Oh, by the way, before I get back to Thunder, because she'll need to know this, you know that counteroffensive... Now, I can't trust this because this is Russian information. I need to check it with CNN. But it is pointed out over at the Daily Mail, and they put it in there. In the last month, remember, Ukraine's winning. They're going yes. to win. We sent them Obviously. a little more money. They're winning. They had a mm-hmm. spring offensive just going to roll over the Russians. The Russians are, you know, they won't even be able to keep this up for 13 days. I think they said that in February of... <laughs> Almost two years ago, um, 34 command points of the Ukrainian army were destroyed. Um, Russia downed 159 high Mars missiles. These are Ukrainian high Mars missiles, even though they came from us. Those are supposed to be the super duper unstoppables. Shot down 159 of those. 13 cruise missiles. Took out a thousand drones. Ukraine has lost 7,600 ammunition units in the last month and 66 thousand men. Ukraine has lost more men in the last month, and I think this was true the month before as well, than the United States lost in the Vietnam conflict. But they're winning. But Russia is so weak. Yes, they're going to fold any day. My theory is that Russia is sitting there going, you know what? We could just bleed the United States dry. Mm. We've already admitted it's going to take us seven years just to get some of our, our, our weaponry back up to speed. Seven years. So I think the Russians are doing to us what our leadership pretends that they're doing to the Russians or thinks they're doing to them. Just dry us up, dry us up, dry us up. And the Russians are, also believe that Russian leaders have to be going, what are the Americans doing? Are they that dumb? Are they this dumb? Yes. Yes, they and, are. And I think Vladimir Putin has to say to them, this is sad, but somebody call me and tell me I'm wrong. Vladimir Putin has to remind them, look, we love our country. American leadership, many of them hate their country. So they're not worried about. And then the Russian leaders have got to be going, okay, all right, that's the only thing that makes sense. You can't do what they're doing and love your country. And expect to defend it against the freaking Chinese behemoth that's just sitting over there, you know, with their little slave labor, making more weapons and more ships and more planes and more bullets and more missiles while we're bleeding out into the Ukraine. But let's uh, let's go to Thunder before I give myself an aneurysm. Thunder, thank you for your patience. You're welcome. I'll add to your aneurysm. <laughs> thank you, Thunder. The rest of the world, the Middle East, uh, China, uh, Korea, North Korea, they're all sitting back and saying, hmm, if Russia can do this to the American weaponry, what can we do to the American weaponry? What can we do to the American landmass? We've got Chinese people who own 
millions of acres. Quite frankly, you sell your land to a uh, person that's not of this country, and I consider that traitorous. I don't disagree with you, Thunder. We are we have lost our minds. There was a report out last week, I think it was, of how many Chinese tourists were just accidentally showing up at military facilities or something. I and, saw that. And then some rocket scientist said, a bureaucrat, oh, yeah, this, these could actually be espionage things. I'm like, really? Wait, oh, what do you explain that? I don't understand. So they, there were folks who were from China who were taking tours or showing up. I, I didn't even read it. It was a headline. I saw a military bases. Yeah, military bases. <sighs> and we're like, some bureaucrat finally woke up and said, you know, this they really could be doing this for espionage. I'm like, are we really that dumb? We're, we're, we really are. We, have, we are that dumb. We are, we are run by people who are, you know, we wouldn't let that happen at Alabama or Auburn. You know what I'm saying? You don't just get to wander around the practice facility, but we let you wander around the, you know, around the military facilities. Because there's no secrets there. It's true. Well, this, this is a situation where we have allowed an administration since before Bill Clinton, who absolutely hated this country, we have allowed that type of people to become the rulers of this country. And until people don't get off their collective backside, Montgomery, Alabama, California, you had people who you could have absolutely put out of politics, and what did you do? You let them back in. There's You're no right. Excuse. It's no because we we don't we don't think I don't thunder. As, I don't look at it as the people who voted. I'm looking at the Thank you, Thunder. Appreciate wow. you. Did that help your aneurysm? No, it didn't. It didn't help much. Man, Texas so Sunshine, though, Will, because she's talking about pecan pie. Texas Sunshine, welcome to the program. Thank <laughs> you for your patience. I hope you're doing well today. That was a note for me. Wait I, wanted a minute. To, I wanted to mention, she did not. That's, that's oh. on me. Oh. Oh. Texas okay. Sunshine brought us a uh, homemade. She brought you a pecan pie? What? Pecan pie yesterday. What in the hell county is going on? <laughs> yeah. And I've already eaten a third of it. So gracious day. Wow. And it, hey, it's Texas. Sky. Fantastic. Hey. Um, okay. I have a contest for you guys. Okay. And whoever wins gets, oh, I don't know, two or three pecan tarts delivered since I come to Birmingham all the time. Oh, you have to raise. Okay. If you know the answer to the question, you have to raise your right ear. My right ear. ear. Okay. Yeah, I can't see your hand. I can probably see your ear. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Ready. Who is singing the Star Spangled Banner tonight at the NFL starter game? That'd be oh. Kansas City, Philadelphia. Uh, no, Kansas City and Detroit. Scott, Elvis. Scott, Scott, okay, Scott. Oh, okay. No. All, right. All right, I'm out. No, I'm I'll out. bring you. I'll bring, no, you're not out. I'll bring you four tarts if you know it. Wait, Lizzo. Who? She's going to Stapleton. Nope, I don't know. Um. Okay, her three favorite things 
Thank you. Uh, that she loves is, this is a clue, God, our country, and football. God, my wife. She can't sing, <laughs> okay. though. Um, NG. Her initials are NG. Natalie Grant. Okay, I owe you four for Pontiac. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Texas Sunshine. We appreciate uh, you. That's good. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. The ladies of Liberty are here. Sky Rizzy Mosley is with us as well. That's right. Kind of happy. He's happy today. Very, very happy. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know. Well, there's all kinds of things out there. I, things, interesting things. Yeah. You made you made a ton of news right. officiating the wedding in New York yesterday. Is this like a is this like a new uh, cottage uh, career move I for you? I am so excited. Okay. I should do very well because I don't charge. And do you think that the country will see the first the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman well, we president? We already have it with Obama, so let's just calm down. Got it. You what? know Michelle is a trans. I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We all know. Oh my gosh. Oh God. It's okay. Joan that Rivers. Was Joan Rivers. She so. died eight weeks later of low blood oxygen when she went into a procedure to treat her voice changes and acid reflux. You know what year that was? Sky? Uh, about uh, 2012. 14, I think. Close. 2014. I didn't know there was such a thing as transgender in 2014. I don't think. I would have thought, eh, cross-dresser, clinger, mash, trying to get out of the Army. That. But Joan Rivers says, well, she says what she says. We all she know. says. And she dies eight weeks later. Because the question was, are we going to have the first gay president or first female president? And she says, we already have that. We already have our first gay president, Obama. And then she says, and you know, Michelle is a, she says tranny at first. Yeah. And then she said, Michelle is transgender. Everybody knows that. And she does. Eight weeks so, later. So uh, who saw the Larry Sinclair interview? No with relation. No <laughs> relation to Allison. He's, He's a rando dude from somewhere. But did anybody see that? And have other people wondered about the same thing? So I didn't watch it. Jared, I tried to get Jared to watch it, and he was like, I don't want to watch that. Why did you not want to watch it, you think? I is mean, it one of those things people don't want to know? No, I think he just... Or he's like, it's not, I know it. I, you don't want to listen it. to some dude telling about his sexual encounters with another dude. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, Tucker went there and asked some questions. Did he really? And, like, made some comments, like, and... He just made some comments. He just made That's some comments. That's why we have you, Allison, because we know you will watch the things that we might not watch. Well, I mean, they go through this whole where Obama shows up, I guess his limo driver, mm -hmm. Larry Sinclair's limo driver, back in the day was like the pimps. They were like the hookups. You know, it wasn't Grinder. It was, which is the app. So the limo gay. driver, that's how yeah. it worked in the old yeah. gay community yeah. is the limo drivers would like, hey, I know somebody. And, and somebody. Barack was known as Bathhouse Barry. That's what, who was it? Was it Biden that said he was very clean and articulate? Well, I mean, or yes. was it, was it Jackson? That, that, that was Biden. No, it was Biden. Is that what Biden meant? He's like, look, 
if you got a nickname like Bathhouse, you got to be clean. These stories have been going around for years and years and years, right when Obama began to rise. Um, and, and people national. were... People were shunned. People were shut up. The news didn't want to hear about it. Proper, proper crowds. Our crowd. I don't want to hear that. I can't believe you would even say that. I can't believe you even think that. Oh, well, why? Because he's black. That's why you can't say that. You can't. Criticize. You can't be gay you and can, black. You cannot criticize or besmirch Obama because he was black. Okay. Well, I'm just besmirching the white half. Uh, that's the not Larry Sinclair half? No. Did you? No, 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 no. The half. Barry's half. Yeah, Barry yes. is half. That white. half got him. And here's my question. <laughs> hey, look, I promise you. Never mind. Stop. I've heard this statement before. You can tell us in halftime, but I got a question. Mm-hmm. Was the Joan Rivers who died, by the way, seven weeks later? Seven okay. weeks and seven, six days eight. later. Okay. But literally, okay, eight weeks. Okay, she okay. died. Yes. Was that the beginning? Was that the moment? When you were not allowed to criticize any presidents anymore? Did that start that shift where once mm. comedians reflected culture and could say what no one else could? That's and about she the time died? Jay Leno got uh, kicked off the time. Kicked off, too. Yeah. Just huh. wondering. Well, that'd guy. be a heck of a lesson. She did. She didn't sound like she was joking, though. Low blood oxygen? Like, what is that? Mm. That yeah. means somebody didn't do her meds right when she was under anesthesia. She gone. We got to take a break. Y'all might want to weigh in on this, but we've got more. We'll be back. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered.